It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On some nights, everything just works. Doesn't need explanation, doesn't need analysis, it just works. And as the Orlando Magic season comes to a close, the surest sign that it has been a smashing success, we don't want it to end. Just like we don't want Locked On Magic to end, I hope, maybe, I don't know. Well, the only way to start is to begin, so let's do it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 3rd, 2023. My name is Phil Prosser-Nike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can just follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic just destroyed the Detroit Pistons. Just thoroughly beat them. How the Magic did it and why it's just a symbol of where this team is growing and going and why it's just kind of disappointing we only got four more of these things left. Maybe more. Who knows? We're not, we're not mathematically eliminated yet, but likely only four more of these things left. Plus, we'll talk about where the Magic and Pistons have diverged in their rebuilding paths. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Every team is going to have a night like Sunday night. Um, it's a long season. Everyone has bad nights. Everyone has good nights. It's hard to go through an entire year and not just have a night that feels... Like it's all just working, where it all just clicks into place. 
And Sunday night at the Amway Center, in front of the fourth largest crowd to watch a Magic game in franchise history, which says something against a, a Detroit Pistons team that has now lost 20 of their last 21 games, has essentially clinched the worst record in the league at this point. Um, it, it says something that Magic fans showed up for that game. It is spring break. Uh, Universal's on peak hours this week. Um, but uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely... It, it, it definitely says something about the excitement about this team. And that's kind of all you can take away from a game like this. This, this was the Magic working at their best. From the very start, the Magic just pounded the Detroit Pistons. Offensively, they got whatever they wanted. The first possession of the game, they moved the ball to get Franz Wagner a cut for an open dunk. And there was nothing the Pistons could do to stop it. It was just brilliant offensive game-making. It was brilliant offensive playmaking. It was just brilliant offense. And the defense took a little time to get itself back into shape. They fouled a lot, and the second quarter was just a mess. But the Magic's defense eventually did put that hammer down. The Magic's defense made it impossible for Detroit to get anything going. The Pistons were missing tons of threes. And so the Magic led by 25 in the first, first half. They let Detroit get a little bit of hope early in the third quarter, but then snuffed that out real fast, opened up a gigantic lead, and never looked back. A 128-102 victory over the Detroit Pistons. We'll get into the box score. We'll talk about the individual players here uh, in in a couple minutes um, in in our next segment. Um, This was just the Magic playing really, really well and doing all the things they have to do to win, and the Pistons not playing well and not being a good team to begin with. There is no reason to celebrate necessarily a win over the Pistons. This is what you're supposed to do. What you celebrate is that the Magic did what they're supposed to do. That the Magic had the maturity, had the poise, had the confidence, had the swagger, let's just say it, um, had the swagger to just get the job done. Get in, get out, it's easy. Get Jay Scrub his Magic debut. Get Michael Carter-Williams back on the floor to the ovation of the Amway Center crowd. I know I was excited to see him back on the floor. Um, I was calling for it on Twitter for a little or throughout the throughout the entire fourth quarter. That stuff is meaningful, and and and, and Michael Carter Williams took, took to Instagram after the game to the ridicule from his teammates um, to, to to thank Magic fans for giving him the the welcome back uh, that he so rightfully deserves. This was that kind of game. To be perfectly honest. And you're not going to learn a lot other than the Magic took care of their business. But it's also the kind of game that just shows you who this team can be. You can see what this group looks like when they're operating at full capacity. When they're firing on all cylinders. When they are doing everything they have to do to win basketball games. Quite simply... And this is this is really the thing. Quite simply, the Magic were having a lot of fun, and they noted it after the game. They said this was just a lot of fun. Um, you could see Markel Fultz poking fun at Wendell Carter uh, during his post game interview with Bally. They were acting like a bunch of kids, and and they are a bunch of kids, not in an unprofessional way, but to each other. And you can really feel and see how much everyone on this roster loves and supports each other. And how much they all want to take this team, take this group to the next level, to the next layer, to the next step 
of their development and their growth. It's obviously, it's obviously not every, it's obviously, again, you got to look at the context, you got to look at the opponent, but by the same token, we felt this love and this, and this joy throughout the season. How the Magic played Sunday night is how we know they need to play and how we know they need to act in order to win these games, in order to be themselves, to be them their best. And obviously, it's easy to do that when you're not getting a lot of resistance from a team like the Pistons. But this was just fun. Everybody got their work in. They got their stuff in. They just had fun. And frankly, and it's easy to say this, obviously, after a 26-point win, but I don't think it's crazy to say it's kind of disappointing that this season's almost coming to an end. If there is any sign that this season has been a success, yes, the Magic are up to 34 wins, a 12-win improvement from last year. Yes, the Magic are still entering the final week of the season, technically still alive in the hunt for the postseason. Yes, the Magic have finally caught the Washington Wizards, tying them while they still, you know, tying them, you know, putting themselves in a position to climb the standings once again. The Wizards, by the way, are eliminated from the playoffs despite having the same 34-48 and 48 record. Not 34-48 record, sorry, 34-45 record. The Magic are not because the Magic own the tiebreaker with the Bulls. Fun fact of the day. This, this is a team that knows it has such a bright future and knows that it is slowly started putting a lot of these pieces together. But it's a team that also knows it still has its work cut out for it. It still has a lot of work to do. It still has a lot of things that it needs to accomplish. And it's a team that's been willing to put the work in but have fun doing it. And frankly, I think a lot of us watching this team finish the season as strong as they have aren't ready for the season to end. Yes, 82 games is a long time and you have a lot of ups and downs, but this team is finishing on such an upswing that it makes you really excited for what's ahead. And to me, that is the greatest compliment we can say about this team. The Magic took care of their business Sunday. They did what they had to do. But now we can really count these games down. Tuesday against Cleveland. Thursday, the home finale against Cleveland. Friday at Brooklyn. Next Sunday at Miami. And then the season's over. Then the season's done. Then there are no more Magic games to play. Not until next fall. And October feels like it is a mile away. And yes, we will have the draft. The draft lottery. We will have Summer League. um, Where Paolo won't be playing. uh, If the Magic, you know, we'll see who the Magic end up drafting. who Who ends up playing there. We'll have the FIBA World Cup where we will see Franz Wagner play with Germany. We'll probably see Paolo Bancaro play with Italy as well. Um, That's not official yet. We will have plenty of opportunities to interact with this team, but we will not see this team put on those jerseys, that jersey, for a very, very long time. And I don't think we're quite ready to see that happen. Unfortunately, the schedule does not care. The schedule ends. And we all have to start again very, very soon. We'll dive into that box score, talk a little bit about the Magic's individual performance. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. 
It is NCAA Basketball Championship game day, and we all know that, we, that we've thrown out our brackets a million times already. We threw out our second chance brackets for the second weekend. We probably threw out our brackets again when the final four was completely wrong. There was like only, what, three choices to make for games there? Yeah, it still, it still did not work out well for any of us. I got both my picks wrong in the final four. But we still want to play and make our picks for the final four, and that's where prize picks comes in. Whether you're setting up for the national championship game on Monday, getting ready for the NBA playoff push over the last week of the season, starting on Tuesday, prize picks is the game for you. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, so you're not going up against sharks or multiple entries. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA with the Masters coming up, college basketball, soccer, WNBA, NASCAR, and a whole lot more. You can even mix and match sports so you don't have to be confined to the NBA. You can put together a great player pool. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada too. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Detroit Pistons 128-102. to Just, again, dominant victory from start to finish. The Magic did trail for a brief bit early in the game, but led by as much as 30 points. Once they took control in that first quarter, it was over. They led 34-29 after one quarter, won the second quarter 29-15. A big focus for the Magic lately has been winning every single quarter. Let's keep going. 28-24 Magic in the third 37-34 in the fourth. It was a big burst in the second quarter that gave the Magic the lead comfortably. And from there, they just slowly nursed that thing and took care of it. It was, again, a dominant game. They had four players scoring double figures off the bench, four in the starting lineup. So once again, for the second time in a week, they did this also last week against Brooklyn. They have eight players in double figures, eight players with at least 10 points that ties a franchise record. If Gary Harris would have gotten one more shot and he shot three for four, 
two for three from deep in 18 and a half minutes. If he would have made one more basket, the Magic would have had a team record with nine. And again, it's real. We know offenses have exploded recently, so it isn't maybe that impressive. Um, but still, this is just a really impressive, impressive showing from Orlando. Um, and I think I think they did some really really good things um, everywhere. They have 30 assists on 43 field goal makes. That's a great stat. 25 for 40 from the foul line. Really, free throw shooting was the only thing hurting them uh, all game long. Uh, otherwise, just a, about as perfect a game as you can you can play. Now, Detroit did get to the line 36 times. The second quarter was weird. It was slow. The game took two and a half hours. Games usually take about 210. Um, it w- that part was bad. But other than that, the Magic just dominated this, dominated this game start to finish. Starters were led by Franz Wagner with 16 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 5 for 6 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. He did whatever he wanted. Really, everyone did whatever they wanted. He did whatever he wanted. Get into the paint, score at the rim, done. Stop and hit a jumper, done. Hit a 3, hit a deep 3, done. It was just everything was on and working uh, for him, and, and he didn't even shoot 50% from the floor. That's That's how crazy good his game was. This tells you how crazy the plus-minus was. Franz Wagner was a plus 33 in the game. Plus 33 in the game. A lot of that coming in the second quarter when he spearheaded the bench group to uh, to a big, big lead. Paolo Bancaro, uh, despite the 4 for 11 shooting from the foul line, that's the last time I'm going to mention it here, really solid game. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. He had four, He had 10 of those points in the first quarter, including 7 of those rebounds in the first quarter. Did not again. The stat line doesn't look like he had this this fantastic clean game. He was solid all throughout. He was just very, very, very good. Set the tone for the Magic. Set the tone. Go into the basket. Set the tone with the passing and the unselfishness. Everything followed from that. Just a great, great game from Paolo Bancaro. Again, could take the hands off. Play twenty nine eighteen. Still, still got his minutes. But you could take the hands off. He didn't have to go hard. Um, and I think that's obviously a, a really good thing in the end. Wendell Carter also 14 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep, 9 rebounds, just a solid game from him. Markel Fultz, 11 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 6 assists, 1 uh, windmill dunk. Um, he had 4 turnovers, that's about the only thing you can complain about. Um, but Fultz was all over the place, just making plays at the basket, getting to his kill spots, hit a pull-up 3. Um, just, again, just, just really, really solid stuff. The Magic's bench, once again, was the big difference in the game, really helping the Magic pull away in this one. Jalen Suggs, 18 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 4 for 6 from deep, 4 for 5 from the foul line. Four steals. Are, uh, just just continue to do everything the way that he does things. Uh, just just really pesky defensively. Got, af- got after the Pistons. May- when he's making his shots, he has games like this where just those points come in bunches and he's just playing with a ton of confidence and control. Cole Anthony, another solid game. 17 points, 6 for 11 shooting, 2 for 5 from deep, 6 rebounds, 3 assists for him. Goga Batadze off the bench, 13 points, 5 for 6 from the floor. Uh, fouled out, did get ejected because the Magic and Pistons can't ever play a normal game. Mo Wagner, 11 points in mop-up duty, made all four of his baskets. And everyone except for uh, Chum- except for Caleb Houston, Admiral Schofield, scored in this one. Michael Carter-Williams got in for a minute 47. Jay Scrub got in for two and a half minutes, scored two points on a layup. Just again, everything seemed to work. There were differences in this game, though. I don't want to sit here and say the Magic played a perfect game. They fouled too much. They committed 26, 26 fouls. Detroit committed 29. 
They gave up 36 free throws. Detroit's a team that gets to the line a lot, but this game got a little ridiculous. Um, definitely some questionable calls. Detroit just missed a ton of threes. I think I said this at the half. The Magic were up pretty comfortably at the half. Um, and Detroit was missing a lot of threes. They ended up 9 for 33. Those are numbers you kind of see from the Magic a lot. The Magic were 17 for 33. That's 24 points. That's kind of your difference in the game was the Magic made three-pointers. The Pistons didn't. If the Magic didn't make three-pointers at the rate that they did, um, I think this game is a little bit tighter. Obviously, the Magic did make those threes. Give them the credit for that. Um, but I think there are definitely some signs that you know maybe all things weren't great for the Magic in this one. The Magic turned it all over 16 times. Only 12 points for Detroit. Detroit turned it over 16 times, 27 points for the Magic. Orlando ends up with 13 fast break points to Detroit's four. Those are big differences in the game. Orlando with just 48 points in the paint, although 20 for 32 shooting in the paint. Doesn't count free throws, so Orlando did do a lot of things offensively they have to do. Lived in the paint, got to the foul line. That set up the three-point shots. That set up the passing. Everything else worked from there. Again, not a lot to say, not a lot to break down from this game. The Magic just took care of their business. Uh, like Frankly, that's, that's, that's all we have to say. The Magic took care of their business. They did their job. How the Magic and Pistons diverted this much, how they split away this much, we'll dive into some of that and talk a little bit about that, where the Magic are going next, coming up in just a moment. But first, the Built March Madness bracket is back. So a quick word from our friends at Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. And we know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I know I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Built, Pop, Built Bar. I saw that actually at Publix the other day. Very, very excited. I got my fresh box of Built Bar from Built the other day, uh, last week. Very excited to dive into some new flavors too. So when you go, so make sure you're supporting your favorite Built Box because when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built bar Built bars and puffs so good? Well, they're covered. They're high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 1% real chocolate. That's right. You get your real chocolate fix. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day now, so hop in and support your pick. The tournament is almost over, so check it out today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I, I saw this um, interesting thought. Uh, you know, I follow obviously uh, our good fa- our good friend Ku Khalil of Locked On Pistons. Great guy. I'm sorry you're going through this season. This this sucks. You know it sucks. I know it sucks. I Paul. I I'm sorry you have to go through this. Um, I, I think I was following him, and I, I saw you know, I, and I follow a couple other Pistons fans. Obviously, I follow fans out of Blog Piston Power. You know, I follow a couple follow a couple of Pistons fans here and there. 
I saw someone say this thought, essentially saying the Magic are having the kind of year the Pistons will need to have next year. They got Cade Cunningham, and Cade's missed most of the year, and obviously that's a big area where this, these teams have diverted this year, is Cade, their best player, missed a good chunk of the season. If not, it missed the entire season, essentially. Um, the, the, the Magic have become the team on the rise that I think the Pistons thought they would be this year. The Pistons went out and got Boyan Bogdanovich, which I loved that move for them because I thought getting a veteran to kind of stabilize that team would, would make them a sneaky playoff team. If I'm looking at my, my list now. I had the Pistons you know, just on the outside of the playoff picture. I thought they were definitely a real option to make the postseason this season if, if they could have stayed healthy. And obviously they didn't, so we will never know. Uh, but the Pistons weren't that way. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the year, I sat down with Koo. We had an hour-long podcast discussing kind of rebuilding and where our two franchises were at. And I'm pretty sure I said on that podcast that I want the Magic to be where the Pistons are next year. Feeling ready to make a little bit of a push, a little bit of an all-in move, a little bit of a, not an all-in move, but make a little bit of a move to get a veteran player to kind of help stabilize things and help push this team forward. I was a big believer in the Pistons. So how did we get here where those roles are reversed? Where Pistons fans, and frankly a lot of fans of young teams, whether it's the Rockets, um, you know, whether it's even the Hornets to some extent, where the rest of the league looks at the Magic as that team on the rise. As that team that has the rebuild done right and with the right moves here or there, could be that next team that makes the big leap, that makes the big jump in the postseason. Well, how did we get here? Health is a big part of that story, obviously. Cade Cunningham being out um, killed the Pistons' season, for lack of a better way to phrase it. The Pistons' season died because Cade Cunningham was hurt, was out. Uh, And that is 100% part of the story. Um, That was the guy driving the engine. And, And without him... Yeah, Jay Nivey got to flourish a little bit, but without him, the Pistons missed a huge scoring punch, and they just did not have the depth to sustain it. Orlando knows that as well as anyone. We're sitting here at 34 and 44. If the Magic hadn't started 5 and 20, if the Magic had started 10 and 15, those five games, you know, it doesn't take it doesn't take much for the Magic to be back in the postseason chase, to be back in the play-in. If not for the injuries to Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, to Jonathan Isaac, if not for some of those early season injuries, the Magic wouldn't just be a nice up-and-coming team. They could very well be a postseason team. So injuries and injury luck obviously play a huge role in things. But I think there's something else at work here too. The Pistons also, I think, really did a good job building a starting lineup but not building depth. And while I don't think Orlando's roster is perfectly constructed and there are weak spots and areas where the Magic need to add some depth and get a little bit better and get a little bit deeper, this isn't a perfect roster, the Magic ultimately did have a little bit of depth. Now that they're healthy, their bench outplays their starters often. Cole Anthony has embraced a role coming off the bench. Um, you know, they've had Bull Bull, who's given them good minutes. Like, I know he struggled toward the end of the season, but he's given them good minutes. They have a Mo Wagner or Goga Batadze they can they can turn to now. They have Jalen Suggs coming off the bench and creating a little bit of chaos. 
they have some players that they can count on coming off the bench that have built a sustainable lineup that has helped support them and, and keep them in games, if not win them games outright. Again, it's obviously not perfect. How much can you really rely on Caleb Houston? Bull Bull has been inconsistent and, and certainly a, a young player who's made, who makes a ton of mistakes. Um, you know, Franz Wagner hasn't always been super consistent. Cole Anthony's gone through his ups and downs. Jalen Suggs has gone through his ups and downs. You know, Jonathan Isaacs obviously played at such a limited time this year. Um, it is, it is obviously not perfect, but we can see now that the Magic have had some stability, that they do have a little bit of depth, not depth that they can that they can't completely shore up, but depth that has helped them win and compete in games. And really, that's, I think, kind of the big lesson in all of this. Stability matters. I, I think it's ridiculous that, Pist- that that there's any hint that the Pistons should fire Dwayne Casey. I think he's done a good job, all things considered, because at the end of the day, players thrive in consistency. Players thrive when they know what their role is, when they're going to play, maybe with some variations, but they they thrive when they know and are comfortable with what a team is doing. The Magic have gotten good when they've been able to trot the same lineup out there. We know the starting lineup struggles, but it doesn't quite make sense to reset it yet, if that makes sense. It's, it, it, it might be inevitable. It might be the right thing to do at some point. But it's not quite time to do it. On the other hand, you know, obviously, it, it just comes down to a little bit of talent, too. The Magic have had Paolo Bancaro except for that 18-game absence, where he has been so vital to just changing the way this Magic team operates, getting to the foul line more consistently, kind of putting guys in the right spots, and yes, giving the Magic a go-to guy down the stretch when he is really on and when he's really locked in. They've had young players take steps up. And again, it's not that Jay Ivey's been... Jay Ivey's been a fantastic rookie for Detroit. Isaiah Stewart's been really inconsistent. You know, they obviously have that front court logjam. They didn't know what to do with New Orleans Noel. They had James White. They brought James Wiseman in. They had Marvin Bagley, who's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. In the end, when you look at the Magic and the Pistons, that yes, if the Pistons were healthy, a lot of things that they do, I think, would have made more sense. But when you look at the Magic and the Pistons, the Magic, while still having a mismatch and ill-fitting roster at times, still have are, are able to trot out lineups that makes sense, that make enough sense to help them compete and give them that stability. The Pistons, because of some roster decisions they made, because of their decision to kind of pack it in early in the season because of injuries, haven't had that stability. And that was really, I think, what was on display Sunday. The Pistons, they play hard. I don't think we could say they, they play hard, but they don't play hard or they're not trying out there. But they don't have stability. They don't know what's coming every night. They don't know who they're going to have or how they're going to play every night because they're so young. What the Magic have done more than anything else this year, or what the Magic have done to add to their success as much as anything else this year, is they've learned to be able to count on X, Y, and Z every night from their guys. They've learned to count on what they can get from each lineup and the risk-reward of every lineup. And well, yes, there's always variations. You don't play the same... But in the wave of the season, the Magic don't move as much. They stay pretty level. And that's something that they've learned this year. And that's 
how they've differed from the Pistons this year. Leaving the Pistons wanting to be the Magic right now. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.